Hello, everyone. Welcome to a brand spanking new sparkly episode of Not Aspirational with Hannah Brown. I'm your host, Hannah Brown. Welcome back, everybody. Um, really quick, if you don't follow me already, follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter, Hannah A. Brown Zero on the TikToks. If you just can't get enough of me, head on over to patreon.com slash not aspirational, where just $5 a month, I will repeat that, $5 hairs a month, gets you access to all of the bonus episodes. I'm currently recapping season one of Laguna Beach this month. Patreon episode is coming out very, very soon. I'm editing it literally this weekend, day after today when this comes out. (laughs) Um, So check it out. I'm having a lot of fun over there. Um, Also, if you are loving the show, please, please, I cannot stress this enough. Do me a favor. Head on over to iTunes. Leave the show a rating and a review. I would super appreciate it. It makes the show easier to find and it fuels my Leo ego. I'm not going to lie. I could use it. Um, This week was great in a big scale way that inauguration though what a beautiful day in our our uh nation's history i hope everyone breathed a big sigh of relief i know i did i cried a lot but it was happy tears which was a nice change of pace um obviously gaga did amazing the fashions the the performances the fanfare i loved every second so happy inauguration 2021 everybody it's a new dawn it's a new day it's new life and i'm feeling good but full disclosure actually song lyrics aside i have to be open with y'all um outside of the inauguration it's been a fucking hard week for me a really hard week um I have some family stuff going on I am just feeling really down kind of insecure kind of like what the fuck am I doing with my life what the fuck am I doing with my career guess I'll throw on a wig and make a Lisa Barlow video I don't just to feel something I don't really fucking know I miss my family I miss my friends and I'm not saying this to like complain or to uh, garner any sort of sympathy. But I did say when I rebranded this podcast that I just wanted to be fully transparent with y'all in the effort to um, make other people feel less alone. So um, you're going to hear me talk about it in this episode too with today's amazing guest who really bared with me and rolled with the punches. But I'm just feeling down. Things have been really hard. And I just sort of wanted to uh, talk about it in this intro really quick because if you're feeling that way too, I promise you're not alone and we all just have to remember that there's always, always another side to feeling like shit where you feel good again. So protect your energy, protect yourselves. I just, again, I invite you to take some self-care time. Um, I, I want to do that in a soothing yoga teacher voice. Let me try that again. Listeners, I want to invite you to... Um, Take some self-care time, light a candle, read a book, write in your journal, do something just for you today. Breathe deep into your belly. I always wanted to be a yoga teacher. Um, I'm definitely rambling at this point. I always wanted to be a yoga teacher. And then I realized I didn't actually, I don't actually like yoga that much. I don't want to be a yoga teacher. I just like talking like that. It's fun. It's fun to use words like belly and um, invite and offer like those soothing yoga teacher words. Anyways, you're not alone. We will get through this together. And if anyone else had an off week like me, I'm sending you love and healing and I'm thinking of you. So we will get through this together. Let's get let's switch gears. Okay, let's get to today's amazing guest. I 
was so honored to be joined today on the pod by the one and only Nicole Travolta. She is a hilarious actor, improviser, and in quarantine, she started this incredible series of Instagram videos where she plays tons of different characters. They're so fucking funny, so creative, and they feature not only Nicole's amazing talent and amazing work, but also a lot of really, really stunning wigs. Um, So I was thrilled to chat with her. We had an amazing conversation. We talked about the importance of generosity and kindness in the entertainment business. We talked about the calming nature of the Sex and the City movie and how perfect it is for a hangover. Um, We also talked about her first job at Abercrombie, our fear of MLMs, and so much more. So listen, after I talked to Nicole, she's just so bubbly and joyful and fun. And she put me in such an amazing mood after I had a really down day. So I know you're going to love this episode. I know you're going to love Nicole. Without further ado, let's get into it. Here's my conversation with Nicole Travolta. Oh my gosh, Nicole Travolta. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm like fangirling out over here. I'm so excited to just like chat with you. We were talking about this before I hit record, but like I feel like we're friends, but I've never actually like talked to you in real time before face to face. So crazy, like the internet in general, just meeting people and connecting with people. And I feel like we connected and I feel like I know you, but I definitely don't know you, but I'm so excited to see your face. And it's just so crazy. Like the times we're living in, it's just wild because I'm meeting all these people. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I feel like I've made so many internet friendships in the last like year because of yeah. quarantine where I'm just like, oh my God, I have so many friends all over the country who I can't wait to meet in real life someday. It's the truth. I, I mean, I like in podcasts, even I would, you, people would normally come or like you'd be in person with people mm-hmm. and now it's all over zoom. So I feel like when you're meeting these people and you're like, oh my God, even though I see you on Instagram, it's so good to see you on Zoom. <laughs> I know. It's like an occasion to have a Zoom with someone. What a wild time. I know. I wanted to ask you really quick. Yeah. So, okay. First of all, you started, I believe in the last year, was it the last year doing all your amazing comedic sketches on Instagram? So, yeah. So I, I mean, not that there's a difference in this, but I mean, I'm, I, I'm an actor and I, I, I mean, I just, I never thought that I would wanted to, or was going to start putting content out online and not Mm -hmm. for really any specific reason other than I was just like, I just want to be, you just want to be on TV and you want to work. And it's just, so the business is changing, obviously, as I'm sure, you know, you're an Mm -hmm. actor, you Mm -hmm. understand this whole world. And so when this, when the pandemic happened, I was performing and doing improv and, you know, I'm on an indie, an improv indie team mm-hmm. and we were like doing shows and stuff. And I was at UCB. And then when this all happened, I was like, if I don't do something, I feel like I'm going to like get lost in yeah. this couple. And so I started doing it and putting it out there. And it was, I was terrified. I was terrified. And, but I'm glad I started doing it because it's been great. And it's been more than anything, one connected me to people like you and Mm -hmm. two 
just, it's fulfilling for me. So I don't, if people think it's weird or they don't get it, I just, I'm like, you just have to not care. You know what I mean? Yes. A hundred percent. Um, and like I've dabbled in the comedic video making, which is, I feel like part of how we connected in the first place, yeah. but I do like, to your point, I do think like it's people don't realize until they actually do it, like how fucking brave it is to like put on a funny wig and like put your comedy out there. It's really, really vulnerable and hard. And like, I think like, I mean, it's just so impressive. I think these are such hard times to be creative in. And the fact that you've just like churned out content and like made it fun for yourself is like, I really admire that. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I think that it's just to, I mean, that's the, this is the one amazing thing I think about being on social media is connecting with people. You kind of form this little pod of people that are Mm -hmm. supportive of you where, where people support you. And so that, that you can kind of let go of those fears. And it is scary. It's scary to put yourself out there. And people sometimes aren't nice. A lot of times are not nice. And these, these people you've never met hide behind a phone Mm -hmm. and say horrendous things. So Mm -hmm. it's, you kind of have to like grow a thick skin, putting this stuff out there. It's really a sort of a wild thing, but, um, I appreciate Yeah. I I want to ask you, this is a totally off the cuff question. So I'm a professional. Did you like, have you found that, have you ever, have you had any actor friends? Cause this comes up a lot with my other actor friends who are also content creators. Have any of your actor friends been like, so what are we doing here with like the wigs and the content? Like, have you felt like some like judgment or like being boxed in or not at all? Like, like, what do you mean? Like basically like, 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 Sorry. <laughs> We're like, eh, 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 eh. do you mean like, what, like, are they like, what is your goal with all of this? Yes. Like, kind of like an actor. Yes. Like, are you a serious actor or are you like a content creator? Like, I don't understand what you're doing. Have you gotten that at all? And I'm only asking because I've gotten it before and I'm finding it's actually a kind of a common theme between actors who are also doing fun shit on the internet. You know, I, I haven't really gotten that direct question, but Mm -hmm. I do know what you mean. I do think that people sort of are like, so what are you doing now? You know, like, what is your goal with this whole thing? Do you hope to get like brand deals or whatever? And it's, I really, I just think that it's, I mean, if I had my dream world, right, I would have my own show comedy up 30, a half hour show, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, but in the meantime, it's like, I just think creating these characters and just putting yourself out there. And I also think that for people like you and I too, we have a specific look. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes this is like going against that a little bit of kind of becoming other characters where you can break that mold a little bit yeah. and quirky and that you're not just like the funny, cool girl. Do you know what I mean by yes, that? Yes, totally. Stereotype if you were to see me or you walking down the street, you would probably not think like, oh yeah, they get, they put on wigs and they act like fools on yeah. Instagram. You'd probably think that we're like, holding a cup of coffee and like drinking being like, yes, 
I have an audition today. You know what I mean? Yes, totally. I think that it's just, I feel that they can go hand in hand, but I also am very big on like working on them hand in hand. Mm -hmm. So I am in a class and I still work on my scene stuff. And then this is just something where I feel like it's just getting you out there. And I think that a lot of the business is looking for people who are creating their own stuff in whatever that may be for, for someone, you know what I mean? Yes, totally. I was talking to a friend about this because she like started as an actor and then she started her own business. She also like writes on the side. She does a little bit of everything. And she kind of had people questioning her too. And she was like, why is it like that? We always, we love when a celebrity has an empire and they have their own product line and they're also doing this. They're also working with this charity and they're also an actor and they're also a singer. Like, why do we allow celebrities to build an empire and then like try and box newer, like people earlier in their career in with like, you can only do this one thing. It's like, no, I want to do it all. And like, I'm not going to apologize for that. I think I'm, I actually am so happy you brought this up because I've thought about this specifically lately, even more and how the things people say to other actors or people who are not really in the business or, like the, the unimportant, how people can make you feel unimportant Mm -hmm. for being an actor or creator. And I totally agree. I think that it is admirable. You doing your podcast, you throwing on a wig, you being an actor, you doing all of the things. I think it's amazing. You're creating, you're, you're, you're making, you're turning your life into what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that people have this tendency to, to put actors in this box of like, oh, well, what have I seen you in? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, are you making money? Or, oh, how long are you going to give this? Or wait, so I'm confused. Are you a podcaster or are you an actor? Like, And I just don't understand that because, or if you ask someone for help, even, I think that's a big one where people are like, ask for help when you need it. And a lot of people are like, Ooh, yeah, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know if I can, if that, that. but if you were to be like, Oh, can I, could you help me with this accounting thing? They'd be like, Oh my God, I have a list of people that would be, do you know? Yes, totally. And I just think it's such a, I, I truly, it saddens me because I think there's just so many talented actors and writers and people who want to be in the entertainment industry. But I, I feel that they get discouraged too, because it's, people aren't nice. (laughs) Yeah. And everyone's so like competitive. Yeah. And you know, I, I was literally thinking about the, about that, like sort of this morning I was having like one of those actor days where I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? What's my purpose? I'm so old. I'm never going to make it. What am I doing? And I was, I always, always talk on this podcast about how I miss college so much. And I realized one of the things I miss about it is because you had a built-in community and you got to create with people all the time. Like you were always in a show or in you know, whatever, like a class. And I feel like that's like really hard to find in adulthood. Like a community of people who like, you're all in the same wavelength, you vibe well, you can trust each other, you want to see each other succeed and therefore you can like collaborate with them in a really fun, like safe, just like fulfilling way. 
hundred percent. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I, I, a lot of times will sit, I mean, I mean, I feel so silly admitting this, but new year's day, I was in a fetal position in, on my, in the corner, the deepest corner of the couch, bawling my eyes out going, I don't know. Like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know. It's relatable. It's so it's just, it's, it's hard. It's so hard. And I also think that, you know, I, I was, I had a period of time where I was booking and working and Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, oh my gosh, this is it. I'm going to like this pilot season. I am on a rock and roll. And that pilot season came and nothing happened. And then I, I had, I went through some stuff and I was, you know, went through a divorce, went through a divorce and like I was married and I was going through all these hard times and then nothing was happening and you Mm -hmm. get like complacent in things. So I also think it's really important to remember to like that all these things that people are doing is just keeping themselves active and Mm -hmm. working hard. And so it's just, and that's why I think this stuff is so good because being an actor is, it's difficult. It's, it's lonely too sometimes. Yeah. feel alone and everyone's competing with each other. So finding people who support you, I think is just, it's so important. Yes. You're not old and you're gorgeous and you're going to be just fine. Oh my God. Thank (laughs) you. Back at you, queen. I know. I, I knew that you were special when we were both doing comedic videos and we were DMing once and you were like, if you ever need to borrow a wig, like, please let me know. I have so many. And I was like, I have not gotten like that level of support from anyone in so long. And I was like, oh my God, Nicole, thank you. I mean it too. I just, I, I just, we should be, everyone should be supporting each other. And I saw, I'm going to mess up this quote, but I saw this quote pop up on um, Instagram recently that said something to the effect of when you make it to the top, don't slam the door shut behind you. Invite those others with you so Mm -hmm. you can help, you know, like remember how you got from point A to point B. And Mm -hmm. I just think like, we should just be supporting each other. This is, it's just too, it's too difficult. So yeah, my wigs are your wigs. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is the perfect segue. <laughs> Truly agreed. First of all. And second of all, your IG bio says, bury me in my wigs. Do you have a favorite wig? Ooh. Oh my gosh. That is a really good question. I really love my, the, the one that I've been using for Paula White right now is a (laughs) big favorite of mine, just because I think it says so much about the person. Like it's very like business Karen-ish. Yes. And it just has a whole vibe to it, the way that it shapes the face. (laughs) I feel like that's probably one of, and I, you know, putting those wigs on, it just changes something. It instantly be, makes you become just a whole different person. Oh my so God. So fun to just. <sighs> I feel that like, I always felt like I was an outside in actor where it's like, give me the shoes that the character is wearing. Give me like something to put on because yeah. it just literally makes you like move and like feel like the person. It just makes you, it, it really does change. Like if you, you, your face starts to conform. <laughs> 
to this different person. And I do think that that's a, it's the good prep work of who this person is and what does she eat and what yeah. does she mean? All that stuff. So I, I'm, I'm a big, I love getting dressed up. I'm like a big kid. <laughs> oh my gosh. Like when around Christmas, when you were like, I decorate like a child, it's like that. But when you get ready and do your costumes, like I yeah, it's and fun. I, yeah, it is fun. It is fun. It just, I don't ever want to grow up. I mean, it's scary sometimes. I'm like, am I ever going to feel like an adult or are they going to be literally burying me in my wigs and be like, wait, wait, I have one more bit. <laughs> I always think that too. I'm like, I literally like, I don't think of myself as an adult and I'm like, oh wait, like I'm turning 30 this year. Um, I want to ask you too, do you have a favorite character that you really like to do? Um, you have so many. I mean, I, I feel like I enjoy different ones for different reasons. I honestly, I know that, I mean, I'm happy to retire the political stuff. I really did love doing that Paula White character. I really, like, I loved it because I just thought it was so crazy and so out there, you know? Yes. So nuts. Um, But other than that, I love doing a little Moira Rose. I find her to be... Fascinating. Um, gosh, I loved doing Britney, but I got the crap beat out on the Britney hive came after you. I've wanted to do Britney for a while, and I'm I'm too scared of of all the stands. Oh, oh, it I it they came after me hardcore. Told me to hang myself. (gasps) Whoa! Yeah. Whoa. No, but I, and you know, what's so crazy is that like, if you know, you obviously like we talk, whatever, you know, that I, I mean, listen, would I do it now? Pro- no, probably not. Mm-hmm. I did it. And then I was like, I t- went back and forth with like, oh my God, should I take this down? This is like a nightmare. I'm feeling horrible about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, I didn't do I didn't say anything you know what I right, mean right right so I I loved doing her because I just her Instagram just kills me yeah yeah I mean it is like the the Britney of it all is difficult because it's like clearly like she's struggling so it's like hard but there's also like there's also a way to like pay homage and be like, I really appreciate this person and like what she's given us just from her Instagram to her entire career. I mean, she's given us so much. So it's also like, you know, sometimes imitation is the highest form of flattery too. And I don't think necessarily people get that. No. And I also think that it's a, it's, it's coming from, I mean, people are just with everything, everyone on the internet with those stands and stuff are so, intense, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I really, it was really fun. I wanted to put like on the short shorts at one point and do like a whole other thing, but I was like, I'm not, I can't, I'm, I won't do it. (laughs) I, I did like one Denise Richards video and I had someone comment like, um, you wish you were Denise Richards. You're nowhere near as pretty as her. And she's an amazing actress. And I was like, okay, you can fucking calm down. Like it's a joke. (laughs) don't understand. I mean, I've seen other people too, other creators who will do 
something and they get ripped for it. Like yeah. they're basically get, they get death threats and just horrible things. And I just find it to be so interesting. Cause I'm like, I thought that you were standing up for this person, but I highly doubt that if this person knew that you were saying these things and someone yeah. that they would be like, that's exactly what I like my fans to do. Yes. Killing yourself. Like, yes. What? Insane. So, yeah. But other than that, I also really love doing Sharon Osbourne. <gasps> I love your Sharon Osbourne. I also, one of my favorite characters of yours is um, your mom's friend that wants you to join her pyramid scheme. Oh, if we're talking about those, that's my favorite too. <laughs> I was like, I, the accuracy of this woman. Like, we all know her. I mean, we all know. I mean, have you done a deep dive on all that stuff? Um, I literally listened to a podcast the other day hosted by Lexi Wilson and she's this amazing, like, um, she does like birth chart reading. She's a great like content creator, but she had this whole podcast episode about how she got sucked into an MLM and how she like found her way out of it. And she's like, they literally use like mental manipulation techniques that like cults use to like keep you in it. Yes. Yeah. You have, will you send me this podcast? Yes. Because they tell you, like, I had one person one time tell me that they were, I was like, well, I, you know, I want to be an actor. And she was like, but you're not an actor right now. And I'm like, no, I am an actor right now. She's like, no, this is going to change your life. And actually there's a lot of people who wanted to be actors, but then found themselves in this business and they're thriving even more. I'm like, I just said no, <laughs> don't understand. Oh my God. I got sassed by an MLM person once too. When like, they were like, just try these products out for free for like five days. And I was like, I am good. And they kind of like pressured me. And then I was like, fine, I'll try your products. I'm still not going to like work for you. And then eventually like I, she was like, let's do a follow-up meeting. And I was like, so yeah, I'm like really not going to work for you. And she got mad at me. <laughs> it's, it's very, it ha- represents a bit of it represents like it's culty. It's yeah. terrifying. But I, I, that's, I enjoy, I enjoyed that one too. <laughs> um, I also want to ask about your acting career because I watched your reel and I was like, damn, Nicole, like you've worked a lot. You've been on so many shows, the middle anger management, two and a half men, secret life of the American teenagers. So many more first and foremost, what was it like in anger management with Charlie Sheen having to dress as like a hoey, like space goddess? <laughs> so, okay. First of all, I mean, Charlie, we all know Charlie has his things, but that I, I auditioned for that show and it was supposed to be a one day guest star. Mm-hmm. And I did the one day guest star. And then I found out they're like, we actually want to have you back. And <gasps> I Oh my God. Like this is how, so this is where my mind started going. I'm like, this is how it happens. Next up, my own pilot. Years later, I'm just, it's (laughs) coming. Just kidding. Um, So I, so then they had me back and they had that episode with like the space ordeal was called Charlie and the hot nerd. And I was Mm -hmm. the hot nerd. Mm -hmm. It was something else because it was like, first of all, the way that that show worked, it was kind of just the schedule was a bit all over the place. So I knew that I was going to be in that outfit, but Mm -hmm. the schedule kept moving around 
all the time. And I was like on set starving, just eating celery, (laughs) trying to like survive. And it was just a running joke between like the hair and the makeup trailer. And we were just like, I was like, when am I going to be able to eat again? Because I was just wanted to feel good about myself. And yes, but he honestly, he was very respectful on set. And he, I just, I wish that he, you know, was, I don't, you know, that his career would still kind of continue Mm -hmm. on because he really is so brilliant. He's in with comedy and he would Mm -hmm. sit and like memorize his lines almost on the spot. His comedic timing is impeccable and um, it was great. And then they had me back again. So I was, it was, I was really, really, really fortunate. And it really, I just was so grateful because he was so kind and the producers and the writers, they were just so giving. And I just, that was, it was almost like one of those moments that you kind of dream of because you just, oh my gosh, if that would happen, you know, that, but one thing, one, it really just goes to shows that you just never know. You show up, you do a good job and they could like you and yeah, change and they can always work your way in and stuff. But it was such a cool experience. And I mean, he was a trip, but the the people on that set were like the nicest people I've ever met. That's so it really cool. Changed. It, that's when it's like the game started changing a little bit more. So mm-hmm. it was really special. That's amazing. Was it weird? Like when you, when you had to kiss Charlie Sheen, were you like, oh my God, like I'm kissing the guy from Lucas. Like I'm kissing the guy from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like I'm kissing, like Charlie Sheen is like, say what you will, but like he's iconic. He's iconic. I like, I like didn't think about it that much. That's probably good. But I literally was like, oh my God, I'm about to kiss Charlie Sheen. Oh my God. I'm in bed with Charlie Sheen. Oh my God. I'm half naked with Charlie Sheen. And I was always like in like little shirts and like tight everything. And I was always like, Oh, well, my, this is popping out. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. I'm like, what is going on? It's amazing. That's so fun. And I bet like the multi-cam world is really fun to work in. Cause I'm, I imagine it's like pretty quick and like zippy and fun on set. It's really fun. Two and a half men was actually the most well-run oiled machine I've ever experienced. And that was so cool because anger management wasn't in front of a, an actual live audience, but mm-hmm. two and a half men was. And cool. it was just, that was it was one of my favorite weeks ever. It was just in the schedule and the set was like you did X, Y, and Z Monday through Thursday. And then Friday you did the live show taping and it just felt like you were putting on a show or yeah, it's like theater. Yeah. Really, 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 really fun. Like when sitcoms were really, really a big deal. I wish that it was still a thing, you know, like, like friends. Totally. I know. I know. That's like, also, I feel like to be a good like multi-cam actors, like such a testament to your talent, because I think that like sitcom, like that kind of writing and that kind of comedic timing is fucking hard. And I really feel like you either have it or you don't. It's hard. Thank you so much. I feel I, it is hard. And I think that it's a different, it feels a little bit more, like you have to break things down a little bit more Mm -hmm. these certain beats. I think it's helpful to watch all that stuff too. Like if you ever, if 
people wanted to, our actors wanting to get into that world. And, you know, yeah, you either have it or you don't, or you love Mm -hmm. it or you don't, or, um, but just watching the way that they work and like, when you know those beats are coming, it's just really fascinating to me. And I'm always really, I'm always really into like the timing of it and why certain shows move at a certain speed and why Mm -hmm. those don't, you know what I mean? Yes. And like why certain like characters and actors, like how they land a joke and why it's so effective. Like I always think of like Chandler Bing, like I just feel like he fucking lands every joke so well. Every joke. That show to me is just everything. Are you a big Friends fan? Here's the thing, controversial. I'm like not until I like, for whatever reason, I'm watching an episode and then I start laughing and I'm like, okay, this is like an undeniably like funny show. But I'm never like in the mood. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. I get it. No, and that's, I I think it's just, I remember watching that show with my mom and it was mm-hmm. just, I was just fascinated by how funny these people were. And mm-hmm. now, I mean, I've heard people say like, oh, it's not that great. It doesn't hold up. I'm like, I think it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I still fucking love it. You're definitely not alone. <laughs> Um, some more questions about you. First of all, where did you grow up? So I, I lived in, I'm from here and then I lived in Florida. Um, Mm. my parents moved us there or me there and then they got divorced. And so I stayed and finished, um, I stayed throughout high school and then I ended up moving back here. And, um, I'm not, um, my mom is still there with my Mm -hmm. stepdad. I'm not a huge Florida fan. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> don't tell anyone. But, um, but for no, I just you know I spend time there, and I there I have some wonderful friends that are still there. But I just this was always like I couldn't wait to come back here. You know, I just totally I couldn't wait to get back here and be out here, and I just being here is feels like so much more home. Yes. That's like, is it so interesting for you seeing how many like LA transplants there are? Like, have you seen LA like change people? Oh, 100. Wait, where are you from? I'm from a suburb of Chicago. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yes. 100%. I, so I, when I first came back here it was like in the height of the hills and <gasps> the that the Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie show was simple life and um Laguna Beach era the OC and I feel like that era like that time in particular was a huge going out time too like the club scene the nightlife scene I just got like literal goosebumps imagining being there Oh, do you, did you ever, did you watch the Hills? Oh yeah. So, you know, the club they do. I only wish it still existed. So we used to, I, you, we all used to go and we used to like live there. And Mm. those were the days when you could like go out five nights a week and feel fine the next day. And just in like a bodycon dress and some like stacked like hooker heels and you're like, and like a fur vest and you're like, I'm ready to go. Yeah, You're in your like fake Hervé Legere dress and you're yes. in giant Steve Madden pumps mm-hmm. 
And, um, so, but my point is, is that I had some, I knew some people who came and from different places and got really wrapped up in all of it and they couldn't handle it and they had to leave. And it just, it sucks. It's, I feel like it can really chew you up and spit you out a bit. I feel a little bit more removed. Like I have such a, I have great friends and so I don't see that as much Mm -hmm. anymore, but I a hundred percent think that the city can change you if you let it. But I also think of it as, I, I don't know about you, but I also feel like I've met such a great, I mean, people are so accepting here. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? They're so, they're so of, of whoever you want to be for the most part. You know what I mean? Whereas I think you go other places and people aren't like that. A lot of people that I know in Florida are not like that. You know, it feels, it just is a different, it's different, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just different vibe. And I just am, I, I'm so grateful to live in this city. And even though we're struggling, I mean, it's a mess here right now, but Mm -hmm. I love it. I I know here. I really, really love being here. I can't imagine living anywhere else. It's weird though, for me, like being from the Midwest, I feel like I feel like there's this preconceived notion of like what LA people are like. And it's this like snobby, like Botox, like rich person in everyone's minds. And I'm like, it depends where you hang out. Like it depends where you go and like the types of people you hang out with. But to say that an entire city of people is all that, it's like, you gotta, you gotta visit before you make that decision. Yeah, no, I think that it's so interesting when I, when I lived in Florida, I had a lot of people or, and I'd go back and visit a lot of people would say things like, um, oh, that LA, oh, that, that hell Hollywood. And Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, I think that people just don't, they don't know, they don't understand. They're like, it's so expensive there. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can for sure get yourself wrapped up in a web of not great things, but ultimately Mm -hmm. I just think you can also meet some of the greatest people And especially if you want to be in this industry, if you find your, like I said, your group of people, you find supportive and really good creative individuals who are like, okay with you. I don't know. There's no pressure of like getting married or having Mm -hmm. kids, or I just think that it's just more of a well-rounded accepting such like, yeah, you know, I agree. And you can also wear whatever the fuck you want, wherever you want to go. And no one's going to be like, well, that's a get up. Whereas yeah. like in the Midwest, people would always be like, why are you so overdressed? And I'm like, cause this is how I express myself. This is how, yeah, exactly. Are you, how are you expressing yourself these days? Are you in sweatpants all the time? Or are you um, getting dressed every day? I just started getting dressed again, which has been really nice, but it, you know, it ebbs and flows. Thank yeah. you. I'm still living in sweatpants and like I've grown this severe slipper addiction where I'm really into having different types of slippers around. That's how I am with candles. So I get it. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love it. I mean, in a good candle, I mean, I've, it's interesting how I feel like in quarantine, there's been these different things where we're all getting into different stuff and candles is also one of them. 
Yes. You know, slippers and candles, those are like two like amazing self-care items. Like you could be addicted to meth or you could be addicted to slippers. I would pick slippers, you know? Also pick slippers. (laughs) It's either meth or slippers. Those are your choices. And there's nothing in between one or the other. One or the other, pick a lane. Okay. Um, what was your first job? My very first job? Yeah. It was, I worked at a place in Orlando called Frogger's, which was a, like a sports bar. And I was a hostess. Oh my God. That sounds hard. It was hard, but kind of fun Mm -hmm. at the same time because I had friends that worked there. And then we also worked at Abercrombie together. You had hot girl jobs. (laughs) (laughs) What was your first job? Uh, movie theater. <laughs> you worked at a movie theater? Yeah, it wasn't my best time. It was it was a time though. I'm kind of love that you worked in a movie theater. Did it was you like a movies. I did, but it was it was like an indie, like foreign film movie theater, and I like didn't have that you know, kind of taste at that time. I'm not really fully sure that I do now, if I'm being honest, but it was a lot of like old people who would go there. And then the staff was like a lot of hipsters and they like, didn't really get me anyways, enough about me. So you worked at Frogger, Frogger's and Abercrombie. I worked at Frogger's and I always, when I've been ever asked that question, I always can't remember which one came first, but it was Frogger's then it was Abercrombie and Abercrombie. We made no, like there was no money, but you got, discounts on the clothes, which was Mm -hmm. nothing at all. But oh my God. Yeah. Worked there as like, we had friends that we like, some of us worked at Frogger's, some of us worked at Abercrombie, some of us worked at both. It's kind of fun. That's fun. Was it hard? Like was getting ready for work at Abercrombie annoying or was it fun? Like, did you wear like a polo and like, you know, like a denim skirt and then you had to have your nails like red or nude? Like what was the whole vibe? Flip flops? You could wear... I'm trying to remember what we had to wear on our feet. I want to say that we could not wear... Oh, no, we probably... I think we could wear flip-flops. I don't think we had any nail requirements, but I think that they would have discouraged like a very bright color. Mm -hmm. But the way that you looked was a really big deal. And I... We would work there. And I remembered like specifically when we worked on Black Friday, it was a nightmare. I did the 5 a.m. shift one time where you had to get there at five and we got everything ready. And the clothes had to be folded like in a specific way. We had this board that you had to fold (gasps) them around. And it was just so interesting because I don't know that this is a hundred. I can't remember the exact amount, but I am pretty sure I was making like six something an hour. (gasps) Oh, Seven. I, it was a long time. So it was zero dollars. And then you'd get kind of like a half-ass commission or half-ass discount. And then like once or twice a year, they would have a bigger discount, but they wanted you to buy the clothes because you have to wear their clothes. Mm -hmm. Odd thing of me having this job. And then me also needing to like go to my mom and be like, Hey, I got to buy clothes for my job because I can't afford to buy it. Like, yeah, you have to work all day to make any sort of money, but it was still fun. And I, the way the store smells, if I ever go into one, 
I brings you right back that like heavy Abercrombie cologne smell. Yes. It's fun. Smells like 2003, just like in a bottle. In a bottle. And then we had an Auntie Anne's pretzel that was right (gasps) across the way. And I'd always get a pretzel. Oh, well, that's blessed. That's the best part of that job, in my opinion, is that you treated yourself to a pretzel. Um, What was your favorite outfit that you wore to a school dance? Oh my gosh. I love these questions. These are great questions. Okay. Oh my God. I wish I had a photo of this. I, so I wore it to prom and it's actually, now that I look at it, I'm like, (laughs) it's kind of weird, but I still, it was still my favorite one. Okay. So it was a red, like tight dress with like the, it looked like the Barbie doll dresses. Do you know what I mean? When I say, and it kind of, kind of went out at the end. Yeah. Like a mermaid dress. Yes. A mermaid. And it was Mm -hmm. strapless. And then I had, it was like a lighter red slip underneath with the lace red on the top. And it was had roses, like lace roses on it. And then I wore my hair in like a hideous French twist with (sighs) this hideous red scarf that went over it. And I had hideous makeup from Mac, but at the time I felt like $1 million. And I still just love that dress because it was just such a weird pick, but yes. it was great. It was a fashion moment. It was a fashion moment. It was. A fashion I, moment. Did you like find when you were like getting ready for dances that you were like, I'm going to channel like a celebrity on the red carpet. Like this is my moment to like turn out a Luke and I'm not going to waste this opportunity. I honestly, yes. I feel like I still, I think I really tried to channel in some ways like my, that still that friends ask like Jennifer Aniston on their car. Like, cause you know how when back in the day they used to put, their hair in those perfect twists. Yes. But when you live in Orlando, no one knows how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just fully snorted. <laughs> if, like it was just, and the makeup from Mac was like, I'll never forget it. They're like, what color is your dress? I'm like red. And they're like, great. And I had <gasps> like black eyeshadow and red eyeshadow up here with huge false lashes. And it just like weighed my eyes down. It was really, it was really funny. Oh my gosh. What a moment. It was a moment. It was a moment. Oh my God. I, I ju- was just rewatching season one of Laguna beach and there's an episode where Elsie and Lo go to the Mac store and Lo's getting her makeup done. And she literally points her finger in the lady's face and goes, not too much, not too heavy. And I was like, yes, Lo Bosworth at the age of 15 being like, bitch, I know what you're about to do. Not today. Have you had your makeup done there before? I think so. I bl- I'm going to need you to get it done there one time. <laughs> oh, wait, no. I did for a birthday once because I wanted like a full coverage like beat. And that is exactly what I got. It is. Your face is so heavy with foundation that I almost feel like it's caving in your eyes because there's so much cake on your face. Yes. Like if you like poke your face, it'll all just crack and then crumble <laughs> off like a mask made out of plaster. 100%. 100%. But I love a good Mac moment. Oh, I miss getting my makeup done. I love the feeling of like the cold brushes on your face, just like painting you. I do too. I miss a formal watching the inauguration. I even like just how they were all dressed up. I was like, I miss 
I do miss getting dressed up a bit and having those moments of where you feel really good about yourself. Yes, like an occasion. Uh, um, who was your cartoon crush growing up? Ooh, okay. You're my this. These are my favorite. I'm gonna say it again. These are my favorite questions. <laughs> my cartoon crush, mm, probably, probably Mickey. <laughs> Oh, yes. Mickey Mouse. You like a leader of the pack. Yeah, I like the leader of the pack. He's a strong, strong force. He has yes. a beautiful land and a beautiful house. He's happy. Yeah. Mickey hey. Mouse. Yeah. I love that. I Every time I ask this question, I like think about my answers. And I've said like Simba and Aladdin were big ones for me. But I was recently on, I think it was on Netflix. No, Disney Plus. Anastasia just got added to Disney Plus and Dimitri from Anastasia can still get it. Okay. Okay. Now you have my brain really working though. <laughs> How about when the beauty, the beast turns into a, the person when he's... Oh, when he turns into Adam? He tried, yeah, yeah. I he when he's <laughs> when he's like stunning. He's that's good. And I also think the Little Mermaid guy is Eric. Is yeah, he's a, hot. But a if popular I had answer. A true cartoon. <laughs> Mickey Mouse. You're like I'm fucking sticking to Mickey Mouse by by my like cartoon mice. I. Listen, Disney made us feel a lot of feelings for a lot of animated animals. And that is like a theme that comes up often. And it's true. It's true. I love Disney. Again, gigantic child. Yes. And I do. I will watch those movies on Disney Plus a a lot. I enjoy Mm -hmm. putting them on and reliving childhood. Yes. But thinking about it, I really am going to rewatch and try to connect with who I really feel is hot. Yes. Oh my gosh. Please do report back. <laughs> Simba's a great one too. I mean, oh, he really, Simba can get it. Yeah. He's totally takes over again, a leader, a leader, like a kind leader. of brooding, kind of moody, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, what, Oh, who would your celeb bestie be and why? My celeb bestie would be, oh, who, oh gosh, I've got, I had to toss up between, okay, I'm going to pick one. I'm going with Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, what a fun friend. I love her. I love her. I think that she is, first of all, she dresses spectacular in and out of Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she's a boss. Mm-hmm. She's talented. She does fun roles. And I think she'd be a great mentor. I love that answer. I literally just like two nights ago, the night before the inauguration, I was super stressed out and I just threw on the Sex in the City movie. Nothing calms me down more than the Sex in the City movie. No, I totally agree. Have you ever, I, that's my go-to also when I'm hungover, I put that movie on. If I, that's probably my most watched hangover movie. It's fucking two and a half hours long. You can like sleep in the middle and wake up and like know where <laughs> things are at. Exactly. It's one of my, it's, it's such a, it's such a good movie. I love, I love her in mm-hmm. everything she does. The, all of her movies, I think are just so heartwarming and mm-hmm. I don't know. They, they get me feeling all the feels, you know? Same, same. Um, what is your favorite act of self-care? 
I, okay. Well, my absolute favorite act of self-care is the light stim. Is what? Light stim. It's the the anti-aging light that I'm obsessed with that I put on my face and I lay on the couch and it's like this LED. I'm obsessed with this light. I literally, it's my dream. I wish that they would like reach out to me to be like, Nicole, can you do videos for us? And we'll send you a massive light for your house. It's my dream. One of my I literally dreams. was going to say, influence me, Nicole, like go I'm off. <laughs> I'm about to go off on this thing. It's, it is a led light. And I started getting, I started using them when I would go and get facials, they would put you under it, but it literally plumps up your skin after you use it. And you can notice a difference. Like the handheld one, it's, it's, reasonable because the actual lights are thousands of dollars that you would actually lay under. But, um, this one you just put up against your face and you have to kind of move it around, but it has the same effect. It just requires you to sit there and be like moving it. So you have to dedicate like 25, 30 minutes to it. Anyways, I love doing that. And I think it's relaxing. And I also find it to be difficult to be on your phone at that time. So I think you can just kind of do your thing. I love a face mask. And I, um, I love to journal. I really, I started doing that on a regular basis a couple years ago. I kind of fell off the wagon last year because, well, just because it was 2020. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I've been trying to do it more this year, especially since I had my New Year's Day mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. I And it just helps. I've been trying so hard to not get up and go on social media. And I'm sure, you know, like the, you, you're, if you get on there first thing in the morning and you start looking and you scroll and you start, you can have comparing yourself or why am I not doing this? And so I've been trying to like, get up, make myself a cup of coffee and go straight to the journal and just start writing. And I think that it's just such a great act of self-care. So math, face math, light stem journal. Do you, for journaling, do you just like free write or are there like prompts you use or do you kind of just like go for it? So I, um, I, I kind of, I was just going for it, but then I actually just got this one journal book called Hearts Talk, the Cleo Wade. Have you, have you ever read Cleo Wade's book? No. Oh my God. It's, such a good, she has a, um, it's like a poem book, which is great. It's just full of amazing different quotes, different poems that she's written. And they're just, they resonate. They're good. It's a good book, but she also came out with this hearts talk journal. And I actually got that at the beginning of this year and it gives you prompts. So to talk about, you know, and it's over a week. So you don't feel like you have to do it every single day, but you kind of just, I've been writing little paragraphs of, and it gets you thinking throughout your week. Like this week was things that bring you peace Mm. and just so you get more in touch with yourself. Like I went on a really nice long walk and that for me, I realized I'm like, Oh my God, this is just so nice to sort of unplug and get outside. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we're stuck in between these walls. So I just think to be able to get out there and just, so it kind of prompts you to, um, to talk about different things, but I think you can do it either way and just getting whatever you have out on paper. I want to burn some of my journals so no one ever reads them, but (laughs) I love that. I love that. I've been trying to get more into journaling too. I also think anything like tactile, like when you're feeling anxious, just like moving your hand, like across paper can be helpful too. And just like releasing energy, you know? 
I completely agree. I think it's a great way to, I think it's a great way to get things out and a great way to like kind of, I don't know if center yourself is the right word, but it kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. you're kind of in this moment of even if it's happy things or, you know, things that are upsetting you or just random stuff about your day or whatever. I don't know. I, I think it's, I think it's a really helpful tool. Man, I love that. Again, influence me. I want to buy that yeah. journal now. Oh, yeah. Get the journal and get the light. <laughs> You're like, more importantly, let's go back to the light. Go back to the light. <laughs> um, do you have a hype up song? And if so, what is it? Oh, okay. So I'm a huge um, Zed fan. I'm like, okay, so one of my biggest, I don't, I, I guess it's not a guilty pleasure, but like, I think one of the things that I, I love like a music festival rave. Like I love to be jumping in a thousand people sweating and dancing. And I love Zed is like my favorite DJ. So my hype up song is Clarity from him. I don't even know if I know that song, but I'm adding it now. It's my favorite. Oh my gosh. That's like, I always wish that I was like a, like a music festival, cool girl, but I am such a square. I'm like, it's such a schlep. It's so hot. There are so many people. Like, I, it's a sh- I will say if you, I could not go and be one of the girls and this is not a knock on anyone because I get it. It's a great place. And like, if you want to go and just like drink, do the photo thing, do mm-hmm. your thing, like no judgment. I love music. And so being in that sort of energy is just the, I, everything to me. I mean, you're disgusting, you're dirty, Mm -hmm. dirt on your face. And like you smell because it's a hundred degrees and you're sweating and then you're freezing and then you're in a group crowd of people and you're dripping sweat. I mean, it's, so it's really, I enjoy it so much. I think it's super therapeutic, Mm -hmm. but when I need a hype up, I always put on that song. <laughs> oh my gosh. The more, yeah. you know, so wait, but like now I'm interested in this. So when you go to a music festival, you don't really do like the like Coachella, like vibey outfit, like drinking a bunch and like taking photos thing. I don't do the like taking, I don't, I wouldn't say that I do the taking photos thing, like making sure that we get like good group photos. Mm-hmm. I go with my group of friends. Like we always get some cute photos, but yeah, most of the photos are like, and I, so Outfit wise, I am amazed with some of the stuff that people wear to those mm-hmm. that festival. I I wore biker shorts and like a crop top, and I, and you're just dying of heat. And I'm it's the most comfortable thing, or just jean shorts and a crop top, or a bodysuit and jean shorts and tennis shoes or boots because you're just. I, there's these girls that have like these long see-through skirts and like these wedges and ow, wedges and like bra tops. I'm like, aren't you dancing? Your boobs are going to fall out. How do you contain those things? But yeah, they, I think it's just a whole different level of like how you like to go and enjoy that festival. Right. So. Like yeah. what your music festival vibe is. Are you practical yeah. or are you like making it a fashion moment? All the options are valid, but All it is fascinating. Valid. I think it's a fun, it's so fun. But if you don't, if you don't like stuff like that, I can understand. Like it is a schlep, and it is <laughs> a lot, and it's hot, and then cold, and you're walking miles, and yeah, 
it's a lot. I never realized like what like a like a grumpy old woman I was until like all my friends were like, "You want to go to this concert?" And I'm like, "A concert? That just sounds like a lot for me. Like, is there somewhere to sit? Like, I'm so fucking lame." <laughs> You're like, "I don't think so. I think yeah. I'm just you can watch the concert from home That's on YouTube." Feel. I'm like, it's gonna be on Netflix eventually. Um, Nicole, my final question for you, and this flew by. Thank you so much again for coming on. Oh gosh, thank you. I adore you. I'm so happy that we got to do this. Thank you for asking me. Oh my God. I adore you back. This was so fun. Um, my last question is what is something aspirational that you don't have yet, but you want, and it can be anything. My own show. Yes. My own show. I want to be a lead on a 30 minute comedy. Yes. Put it out there. Yeah. I mean, I just, and in my dreams, I would have a, where I could hire all my friends, like just a big old love fest where we can all just work together and like a production, you know what I mean? Just all of it. Oh, I love that. Speak it into existence, manifest it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen for you too. You just wait. Oh my God. Thank you. I really needed to hear that today. I had a new year's day adjacent meltdown, um, today. So like, uh, not to end on a bummer note, but like great minds. Well, we're little, and on a high note, it's okay to have those bummy days, especially now. And mm-hmm. I think just like being able to pick yourself up and know that you're not alone. It's that mental space that you have to kind of get yourself out in. So I'm sending you love through the Zoom. Oh my God, I'm sending you love through the Zoom. You're such a calming energy. You're so fun to be around. I really don't want this to end, but will you please just like plug all your projects, tell my listeners where they can find you, all the things. Yes, absolutely. Um, So you can find me um, on Instagram at, at Nicole Travolta. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Same handle at Nicole Travolta. And um, that's about it right now until... Uh, I have my own show and Hannah's on it and we're just living the dream. Yes. Oh, Nicole, thank you so much again. Everyone make sure to follow Nicole. Check out her hilarious videos. Thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. We'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.